Hello and welcome to episode three of the Art Proof Podcast. It's been a little while since I've chat with Mike Ballard. We'll be picking up the pace a bit over the next month or so with some new episodes with Russell Morris and Richie Culver. This episode is with artist Fiona Grady. We caught up with Fiona earlier this year and had a chat about her quite unique practice that largely consists of painstakingly precise geometric installations. Her work is really beautiful with an amazing use of colour and most of her projects are site reactive and temporary so we chat a bit about that. We also talk about her involvement in recreational ground which is a space in the rapidly redeveloping Ellsbury estate between Elephant and Castle and Peckham where Fiona and others have been curating shows showcasing a bunch of really interesting artists. The latest show they did at recreational ground was curated by Dayte Eagle Arts. I didn't get to go along myself but it had some really good artists so big shout out to Martin and Vanessa from Dayte Eagle for smashing it with that one. You should definitely check them out if you get chance. This episode is a conversation with Fiona, myself, Eric Thorpe, Nick Stavney and Rowan Newton and we hope you enjoy it. So yeah, so, so who are you and what do you do? Okay, um, well I suppose like just to summarise, I am a site responsive artist but I see drawing as sort of the primary element of my practice. So I work a lot with um, geometric motifs in different formations and mediums. So I draw, I make prints and I make works on paper, but at the same time I work on windows and paint directly onto walls as well. Right. So it's always like the idea or the space that leads the artwork. Great. Can, can I rewind it back to Leeds? Like, do you, yeah. do, do, do you, <laughs> haven't you talked about my cousins in Leeds? Yeah. No, no. Do you feel, has, did Leeds... Um, inform your work that came later like how yeah. what was the upbringing like how yeah. did you find well so I grew up in Headingley which is just kind of like quite normal suburban studenty kind of area right. and um, when I was in high school it was sort of very much driven that you did kind of like figurative work you did oil yeah. painting okay and so, you know, like I was good at that but I didn't really enjoy it or find it interesting so. and, and were the teachers good like was art seen as a thing um, at school was it just you know you get your maths English science and th- there is art here well but. it was sort of funny actually because I had to sort of say to them when I was in sixth form college like oh, I'm going to art college so you know kind of like that's what I'm doing and they were sort of trying to I think they're trying to push us all to sort of apply straight for university mm. right. but, we had exactly um, something yeah so there's sort of like the head of sixth form didn't really understand that but the art teachers encouraged us to go and actually we're sort of lucky in Leeds because Leeds Art College has a really good foundation course okay brilliant yeah so I went and did my foundation there and what was interesting was a lot of people from London who came right. to Leeds to do the foundation because they wanted to do degrees in London, yeah. but they wanted to have like a, some time where they were living sure. somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Leeds is a proper uni town, isn't it? So oh, much, yeah. yeah it's good fun. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they've yeah. got like um, three different universities now that right. focus on art subjects. Um, but yeah, the foundation I did, it was sort of modelled around the Bauhaus. Okay. So, um, like the first three months, we literally sat on cushions and moved into different rooms and had like different areas that we studied. Your foundation? Yeah, oh, exactly. That's how fun. So completely different from what I had. Right? Oh, right. Yeah, well, yeah what do you mean? Why? It was, it was these, are, these are 12 different things. You'll do three weeks in each one, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. No, same here. But, but it, yeah. it wasn't it was as like, fun as that. Yeah, you're doing, yeah. You're doing drawing. Three weeks. Yeah. This, this is some clay. You make some sculptures for three weeks. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was still the best year of my life. Like I loved the fact that having three weeks of dusting about yeah. every art subject under the sun was brilliant. And also, I'd come from like I was at Croydon College. I'd come from A levels, mm. 
with um, just a lot of youth from Croydon, yeah. you know, and and then to be like something just with students who were into art things. So where was kind this? Of, uh, still Croydon still College, Croydon. yeah, I did foundation there. And then something I was surrounded by, because I wasn't even aware that I wasn't surrounded by it. Yeah. But suddenly people who noticed the artwork of the Uncle album or yeah, Prodigy yeah. albums right. or, or certain films and, and like, oh, wow, there's other people who think like this. Yeah. And then getting to play in a dark Dramatic change for young people going to art college in particular because it's, mm. it's unlike, unless you're exposed to that at a young age, it's quite unlike anything you've experienced before being around sort of creatives yeah, yeah. on that yeah. level. And having that many art teachers as well, not just the yeah. one for yeah. your A-levels, you know, yeah. what you, like there's a you know, corridor full of various art teachers, different yeah. personalities. We had a gallery, an art technician on site, he was like the cool young guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still see the same technician now, now I'm doing my Masters 16 years later. Oh, I really? see the same technicians in Camberwell still sort of pottering around, you know, cleaning screens. Cool young guys. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore, they were once. So, so you studied in Leeds right. and you studied fine art? Yeah, so I kind of, um, I had a bit of um, time trying to work out which discipline I was going to do because this is kind of like inclination being like I should do like graphics mm. or like visual communications. But kind of after doing that for a couple of weeks, I was just like, no, I'm an artist. So I did fine art yeah. and then kind of it was good because when I was um, doing A-levels, it was always like encouraged to work figuratively and then mm. like when I did the foundation I was like right I'm never doing that again <laughs> <laughs> immediately started doing weird stuff like arranging things and just doing sort of geometric drawings and that's when I first started making oh, okay yeah so quite things. early on yeah yeah so you started yeah. your natural yeah, sort of exactly. attraction to, towards it yeah, yeah. yeah so how how has your practice changed over time because it incorporates mm. a lot of similar kind of themes yeah um, how has that developed I would say that it's um, the, the kind of the scale of it's developed quite a lot in the mm. ambition so and also the materials that I use but kind of um, when I sort of went to foundation the first things I discovered was like different artists like Sol Lewitt and kind of conceptual art and kind of stuff that's ideas led so that kind of influenced me quite a lot but it wasn't until I went and did my masters in London that I actually mm. started doing wall drawings okay. and then when I started doing the wall drawings that then graduated into the vinyl sort of window installation so kind of the that's really been the main sort of transition yeah. okay. the, the, the first vinyl you done was on a was it a coffee shop or something that's right was yeah it, and it was, was it blue rectangles vertical rectangles yeah right? it was um yeah blue and yellow lines who how, how did that come about the idea of going from wall drawings to playing with light on the window, like was that the, their kind of suggestion, or was they approach you for that, or was that your proposition? It was a bit of both. So um, when I did the wall drawings originally, I'd often put them in sites where they were illuminated by natural light. So one of the degree show pieces I did at Wimbledon was along a corridor where they had big blocks of light cast by the windows. So when I documented, it, I had all these really lovely photos of the shadows cast by the windows. And because I'd done these rectangular shapes, it kind of added this extra dimension. Right. And I was also using egg tempera paint, which has quite a glossy finish. So when the light was capturing it, it was illuminating and changing yes. yeah, the yeah. way that it was red, um, which was really nice. Um, and then kind of when I... So I was already thinking about windows quite a lot and thinking maybe I should start putting filters on them to then affect how the drawings are red. 
And then with this particular project, it was in Leeds, and it was um, a gallery which had sort of a coffee shop downstairs and an education space and gallery next door. So they wanted to do something to kind of like unify yeah. the three different spaces. So I ended up working on the windows with these very like bold graphic lines. It's kind of nice because anybody who went past automatically knew that those three were connected. So it was kind of like yeah, using the imagery is kind of like signposting. Because that was well. I think that's when I first stumbled across your, well, stumbled across, you see it on Instagram. Yeah. Like, oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't stumble across it, it was in Leeds, I'm based in London. Yeah. But I, saw, I was like, oh wow, that's quite cool. And it kind of, yeah. that was, was, oh, and every now and again it would come up and up and follow mm-hmm. you, and I obviously start to follow you, and it goes, oh, yeah, that's that. And you can, can, you can see the development of how it's going it's on your Instagram yeah. timeline. Yeah, it's yeah, from, yes, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. it's gone from the little drawings to, mm-hmm. well, from the drawings have become prints, and now you're doing the whole project through mm-hmm. flowers and all these sort of things. Yeah. And the vinyl work's just gone massive. Is that with Flowers Gallery? And when you do like the grids of squares and things, is that replicating windows or is it just you were into the squares or, you know, you get panels mm. of windows and it's like you've almost taken the frame out. You're just yeah. taking out the frame and showing where the, like, the light comes through on the, the actual yeah. glass panel. Is that the reason or it's not you would you just happen to be doing this? It square? depends. Like sometimes I'll use the fa- the frame as though it's a grid and help that help mm. inform mm. how the window piece works. So sometimes I'll do window installations where I'll just kind of cut diagonally across the window so there's square panes and I might kind of create triangles within it then form diamonds and kind of have a relationship that way. And sometimes when it's when it's a big expanse of glass then there's not so much to interpret so you have to look at the surroundings instead. Yeah. And where that, that observation of light going from your geometric shapes to then uh, observing how the light affects it and hits it and changes throughout the day, which is a really a beautiful thing that you've incorporated. When did the, did the light come into it when you were saying that last show at uni and that corridor? Is that the first time you sort of yeah. thought of this other element that adds this? I think so, I and mean, I guess it's something that you, like I've always been really interested in colour, so right. kind of if, you're, if you think a lot about colour then you're always aware about how light affects that. Sure. But I think, yeah, when I started doing the installations, I did yeah. one previous the degree show piece which was in um, an old LSE building that was about to be demolished and they had kind of artists create all these installations and I did most of the first sort of proper wall drawing for that right. and for that one again the window kind of cast this really beautiful kind of like rays of light onto it and it was nice because it kind of almost created these like sort of like um well it intervened with it anyway so it kind of it helped the reading mm. um and that was when I first started thinking of you know there is another factor yeah but yeah, then yeah. one of the issues when you're working with light is when does the work get seen and you know if the private views in the right. evening sure, and sure yeah we say oh like yeah of course so, yeah yeah, yeah. Do you so ever create your own light yeah I have done some projections, yeah. so I've done a few where I've kind of like worked with um, slide projectors and then um, I've kind of put vinyl or yeah. kind of used acetate or something like that and then projected my own drawings. Do you make an, do you have an animation? I've done in animation, Hastings as well yeah, as that's okay. right. Yeah. Oh, is that the coastal, oh, right. was that part coastal of the coastal? Coast. Coast? So it's yeah, projected, yeah. Yeah. so it's these discs, mm. like such oh, circles of yeah. kind of bigger and smaller, aren't they? Exactly, mm. and it's nice because it's in um, kind of like an arch so then the kind of circles kind of reference that a bit and yeah. that's by the seaside so it's like these waves of colours and all these installations they're all site responsive and why, why is that what, what's that add to it um, I think one of the things I struggled with when I was more focused around drawing and painting mm. is kind of what size to make the canvas yeah. and the nice thing about doing the site responsive work is that you already have a canvas there for you so you're having to interpret the space that you're working in a different way yeah. And um, 
I've kind of you can work on a much larger scale as well and although it's temporary and it kind of was removed at the same time it means you aren't so precious about it because you just got to mm. move on and do the yeah. next thing um, and I kind of I like to have kind of rules that affect what I do so yeah. doing this site response of what like work is quite a fun method of problem solving I guess yeah yeah and have you found that certain sites are your favorite or do you just like the fact that it's different every time or I'm always keen to do something new so I yeah. think um, it's there is the sites that are difficult to work in, you know, so when I sort of first started out, I'd end up working in corridors where you'd know, be damp and the paint right. would peel off and you remove the masking tape and things like that. So they're not so much fun to do, but actually um, it's always good to have different challenges. I mean, mm. when you're working with really large windows, then that's great because you've got a lot of room to make whatever kind of work you want to. But when you have windows that are gridded, then they kind of affect the kind of like the design that you'll end up doing yeah, yeah. um but with the walls as well i put it's more interesting to do them in spaces that actually have character because then there's like other little things that you can play on yeah. and um you just find these patterns that, or um elements of the architecture didn't even notice yeah they're naturally evolved through how how are you with the public watching like i can imagine yeah. if you're on windows people <laughs> literally just come and stare right at you from the other side of the window like you're in a zoo or something yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How'd you find that? I mean, I sort of, you know, you just get on with it, really. Yeah. But I had something recently where I was installing something, and I, it was easier to do it from the street side of the window. And people were coming up and asking me where to take deliveries, and somebody <laughs> else came to complain to me about something that was going on in the street or ask for directions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, you, when it's interesting time work. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. You're sort of, you know, you're just focused on trying to get it done. And I don't really, you know, I don't consider my practice particularly performative, but, you know, I could mm. focus on that element more if I wanted to. Well, yeah, that's to. a good point. Yeah, that's so true. does that feel like part of the, the work, the, the process? Because it's all quite ephemeral, because mm. I suppose it's, it's only sort of temporary each installation, yeah. so does the process feel as much part of it as the it sort of finished do. piece? Yeah, I mean, I think with the window installations, I'm more interested in the end result, whereas mm. with the wall drawings, the process is more important because I don't kind of project an image onto the wall and then draw around it, like I actually measure it by hand and sort of either have to make rulers or kind of invent ways of, you know, using string yeah. to help measure it out. So that's kind of a bit more, relies more on my body span and kind yeah. of, you know, what I can physically do. Or yeah. How did it work with uh, the wetlands project? Mm. Because that's, like the building was kind of being developed, but it's also a heritage building. Mm. And what you, was in, what you installed, it was going to be used like not necessarily as an artwork, but it's it's the light's going to come through. It's going to like kind of change the way the room feels yeah. all throughout the day. And so they must have had really strict rules about what they did and didn't want. Mm. Yeah. So how was it kind of engaging with a, a project like that when it's kind of I suppose governmental? And yeah. they, they must have had a lot of yeah the restrictions. They, yeah, there must have been quite a lot of back and forth about the the things you wanted to do and the thing that they would allow you to do. Well, they were quite flexible, actually, because they kind of, they approached me on the basis of my window installations and Abby at the council, who commissioned me, she already knew what my work was about, so we sort of had to sit down conversation about it. And actually, because the windows are new, then it wasn't a case of, I've worked in other heritage buildings where they've been quite nervous about what will happen, like how easily it is to remove the pieces and things like mm. that, versus they're actually quite sort of open to it. Also, sort of, um, because it was a brand new building, then they kind of were just well, the refurbishment was anyway, so mm. it was going to be like all part of the launch. 
And it was good because I was still there when the builders were, so it was quite sort of an interesting process to be sort of installing the work. Um, Whilst they're sanding and yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. So it had its um, helpful things. Like, by yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally different to the side of things. Yeah, well, it was funny because there was like little things like we needed to use a scaffolding tower, and you know, if you were build, then you have like a license, you have to have to be specially trained to put it up. So in the end, I just persuaded them to do it for yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't they had it, you know, it was helpful in that sense. Yeah, brilliant. <laughs> That's, that's still on, isn't it? It's on for quite that's a while. Right. Well, it was originally supposed to just be up for six months, but it's kind of still there, and I, no, nobody's asked me to take it down, so <laughs> they're not complaining. Really. Yeah, yeah. Well, it must yeah. be it's received really well. I think it so. Does, especially in the summer. Yeah, and also so what, when did this go up? So this was uh, sort of like October two thousand seventeen. So the okay, yeah, 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 so you've got a, yeah, 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 excellent. But I think also with Walthamstow, because it's now the could be the borough of culture, then I think that they've got other focuses. Right, what they want things to do happening. So yeah, there's a lot of Stopped funny art walks. Yeah, in that direction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of kind of like open submissions at the moment, like residencies and different opportunities there. A lot of attention must have come off the back of that project because it was yeah. so there was a lot of press for it. Like it was a real big, yeah. it was a really big thing. Like a lot of people were financially invested in it, and also yeah. And how, how do you deal with press? Like how do you That's feel now? Yeah. <laughs> how are you feeling right now? Yeah. No, but with this sort of the side of it, like well, there's, it's there's two things. Like how do you feel when they say yes? we'd like to talk to you about doing mm -hmm. this project, which is like a massive, massive thing to, to take on. It's probably the biggest thing you've done to date. Yeah. And also you thinking, right, what can I do and how can I make this exciting? Like, how did you feel about that? And subsequently, when it was done, Rowan's question, like, how did it, how did it work out afterwards? Like, oh God, now my name's associated to this thing. I hope it's received well. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was that for you? Um, really good it's sort of nice because you know with, with these things often the way that you see the impact of your work is through the eyes mm -hmm. of others so you know when it's kind of like you see photographs of it particularly sort of like on social media and things like that that always feels really good and yeah. it's nice because I've got quite a few friends who are based in the area so yeah. every now and again someone will message me oh, I just saw your work today so, <laughs> yeah that is brilliant yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, is this, is this one of yours? yeah <laughs> but it's funny because yeah now kind of like people see vinyl things and they just tag me and they go oh, this looks a bit like your work <laughs> Yeah. yeah, exactly. So it's good to sort of carve out your niche, definitely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And yeah, there's sort of the press. Like, are you happy with? Do you feel comfortable? I mean, you seem fairly yeah. free flowing now and everything. Or is it something you rather not have to bother with, and you just want to? do the work or I think it's an important thing to do yeah. because it helps kind of communicate your work and particularly when you're doing stuff that's in the public eye like you might write a statement or there might be an interpretation panel but it's not so easy to communicate what you're thinking and doing so absolutely it is helpful to actually you know talk to other people about but also with the, the public works you're kind of forcing it on people to see it whereas if it's in a gallery people have to go out of their way to see the work yeah. Right, that's true. So what you feel that as, as a result of putting it in that public space, you should make the effort to communicate with the public? Like, well, you're you doing it anyway. The fact that you put it there. Right, yeah, yeah. Make, sure. Makes it like, all right, this is out there for you to see. You have to absorb it. it's kind of shying away with kind of... Yeah, so you defeat the point. Of yeah, it, exactly. Really, it's like, oh, this, yeah, is, this is here, yeah. you all have to see it, and you'll have yeah. to see it for a minimum of six months. Yeah. Maybe extend it, but that's quite a. But there, of course, thing so, you know, the common to. thing or the common idea is that artists are generally quite introverted characters. Why would you say that? that? I mean, well, <laughs> yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. This is a debate. Yeah, is it? But I think it's a, a mix, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 it must be like anybody, really. The, 
you have to almost sell yourself as a brand and it's kind of um, unfortunate that that's the case but you have to be capable of doing that to be yeah, yeah. Mm, yeah I think that's what I was getting to yeah how do you feel about the art world you know that word branding gets used well, a lot you know, especially with social media yeah. like you are your brand and you are you know it's how part you, of the whole of playing the game aesthetics you know, to your life I think it's really important as an artist that you do have clear identity, mm. you know, kind of different people work in different ways and with my work it's as much image-led as it is ideas-led, mm. so what I like about the kind of the way that social media encourages you to kind of present yourself is that you do learn how people see your work and it kind yeah. of like helps you to also kind of, I get lots of opportunities through social media just because people and see what I do and... How are you with social media? The, you know, it's, it's, it's oh, another I you have to put in these, these vast amounts of hours in, in getting it right you really have to learn how to, mm. to use stories like and and if, you don't, and, yeah. if you don't know how to use it properly it's just useless yeah. to an extent you know and so how are you with that side of things yeah. I find it quite empowering actually. Yeah. For me it's been really helpful because I kind of used to feel like, you know, nobody knew who I was or what I was right. doing and you know, you'd go to private views and meet the same people and mm. you'd feel like they didn't remember you from the last yeah. time. Which is always a bit sort of awkward. Um so when I started doing more with social media, I made sure I was very clear about who I was and what I was doing and I also sometimes put images of myself on mm. it like yeah, mainly I think that's a good idea we're making work rather than just posing you know because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so like a appropriate self yeah. it is good because then you know when you go to events people do come up and say hello so I've yeah. made a lot of friends through which has been really yeah nice. it breaks the ice yeah, yeah definitely yeah. That's, also, that's how we met yeah exactly we yeah. met through social media yeah. so, internet yeah. friends yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 the best time yeah. 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 this whole dimension to, to art in particular you know this whole other way of um, finding artists and, and seeing art, you know, yeah. it's, it's really interesting, but it is something you need to know how to do. And I think, you know, if you didn't necessarily grow up with it, it's more challenging to an extent. Yeah, and when you said, um, also thinking, going back to when you said you should have a, a focused look to your brand, or, mm. have you ever felt as a result like, oh, I want to try that, but actually it might be a bit too left from what I normally do? So let me not, or maybe you're banking it and thinking, maybe that was something I'll return to in three years, but now I've got to just stay a bit more in line with what I've been doing so that, you know, you do have a, a strong focus and identity of who and what your art is about. Well, I guess um, it's one of these things that just, you don't have to share everything that you do. Mm. So there's some stuff I'll do in my show, the studio that I don't put online until I feel like I've developed it to a yeah. certain point right. where I'm ready to show it. Um, but also because of the ways that I'm working with doing commissions at the moment, then quite often I'll get asked to do things that are a little bit out of my comfort zone. So I'm always up for trying yeah. and seeing what happens and I kind of work on the assumption that if someone's asked me that they have, you know, they know what they'd like and also yeah. that they, can, they imagine I can do it. Yeah, they've got faith in you. Yeah, but I mean like even recently I did a commission for somebody else where they'd chosen the colour palette. So I suggested right. a couple of colours to add in to kind of complement it. And it's kind of just, you know, it was really funny because people kept on messaging me on Instagram being mm. like, oh, I really like the colours, it's a bit different, isn't it? And it's like, yeah. I never would have used these colours normally. <laughs> right, but, yeah, You yeah. know, kind of like people know me for you know, particular shades that I use and, you know, yes. it does get sent mm. to me like, oh, you know, those are your colours. So, but I mean, the, you know, colour theory and kind of yeah. the mm. actual 
imagery that you use doesn't necessarily change. Yeah. It's just kind of thinking about. So where where would you draw the line uh, when working to someone else's brief? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so they chose the colours. Where does it become the same? Okay. And also, a lot of I find a lot of um, companies when they get in contact because they've seen something they really like, they go, "I just want that. I just yeah. want that." And you're, yeah. you're, you're, you could be a bit like, "Well, no, I've I've done that." Yeah. Do you have you had those frustrations, yeah. or you've been you've been pretty lucky not to face that, or well, or like you say, and where do you yeah, draw yeah. the line? I mean, if you've been in the position where you said, actually, you know, yeah, kind of, yeah, you know, taking a picture say, of these, you know, yeah. <laughs> situations, it's kind of yeah. where, where do you kind of? Yeah, sort of like it hasn't been too much of a problem, but yeah. you know, sometimes people ask you to do things that are just unrealistic, so you have to put yeah. your foot down and say, you know, kind of based on what you're asking me, that's not really possible. Or, you know, like with the animation that you just mentioned, oh, yeah. that somebody had seen that and asked me if I could do it as a painting. And it's all like, well, it's projected light, so it's going to be a very different effect. So I'd have to think about how to work yeah. that through and make it happen. But um, I think, yeah, like one thing, I, you know, someone gave me some good advice, which was basically if, um, if you don't want to do certain things again just take them off your website and your social media yeah. so then oh, okay. say, I saw that project because you know the yeah. self is like you know that's the past now so you want to kind of you know, yeah, yeah, good side. idea yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just yeah, hide the evidence basically. <laughs> <laughs> so you're working as a full time artist yeah. and that's been since last summer um, yeah since sort of uh, March yeah. so um, I kind of was working pretty much full time ever since I graduated yeah. my course and also sort of working as an artist yeah. too so it was a bit um, so how is it um, is it liberating to have kind of the freedom to just do your art rather than yeah absolutely I mean it's it's funny because um, the the week like my sort of last week at work I got a phone call from somebody to talk to me about a potential commission and then two days after I'd left my job I got invited to do an exhibition in Cardiff with three weeks notice right. at Chapter Gallery, which um, I studied in Cardiff and I know Chapter really well, so it was really exciting to have been offered yeah. that opportunity. And with these things, it's like, well, I only had 20 days holiday a year. Yeah, you wouldn't, so, have, you wouldn't <laughs> have been able to do it. Exactly, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, just to even you know, you know, plan the work, let alone get there and install right. it. So that was a really kind of nice sign yeah. that I'd made a good decision. And then I got offered the commission with... Um, through Rosie Glenn at Broadgate, which right. was kind of a commission, which was, um, I did a large vinyl installation mm. and then had um, exhibited various artworks around the... So is this also stained glass stuff? Um, so oh, nice. it was it was the vinyl and yeah. you made these little like acrylic sculptures. Oh, I did, so I wanted to talk right, about yeah. those. Yeah, they look fantastic. Oh, um, but yeah, very. So when you do things like the animation... <laughs> you, you, do, you do like these ones, <laughs> don't yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then the acrylics, which yeah. is slightly different, you know, you, have, you don't always do animations and the acrylics yeah. is a new feature you've brought in mm. yeah how are they how do they get brought in and do you find you kind of that is something you want to return to or do, I saw somewhere I can't remember online or your Instagram you said about your acrylic pieces like you're like oh if I could make these a lot bigger yeah, this would be a lot of exactly. fun <laughs> <laughs> and do you find you also want to return to the animation stuff or yeah well then so, for example, with the acrylic pieces, mm. that they came about because when I was doing the Broadgate exhibition, um, Rosie had sort of said to me, these are the different lobby space areas we have. We have some plinths available. Do you have any sculptures or sketchbooks that you could kind of show? 
and I don't tend to work in sketchbooks. A lot of the stuff I plan is sort of digitally or mm. just like I, you know, I write notes to myself. Like if I'm planning an artwork, it tends to be okay. a list of numbers rather than drawings. All oh, right. Um, but in um, what sense? So tell me that numbers. Oh, um, so, so that's just like kind of working out measurements and systems right. for okay. how things will sort of slot together, or you know, just working out how much vinyl I need and things. So there's like a lot that. of maths involved in um, your very simple work. Yeah. 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 No algebra, but maybe yeah. like a little bit of. Um, but uh, yeah, so going back to the um, acrylic pieces, that because um, I had a production budget yeah. to actually make new artworks and pay for the materials, then I was kind of thinking, how can I make some artworks that are sculptural that will relate to the vinyl pieces? So I wanted to use transparent coloured acrylic yeah, to kind of imagine what would happen to the vinyl artworks if they were 3D. Yeah. So I just made some little maquettes in cardboard and then transferred them, drew them in Illustrator and then sort of sent right. them off to laser cut kind of with my fingers crossed that they'd all slot together when I had them. Yeah, no, brilliant. I mean, when yeah. you see them, you think, oh, yeah, of course. Like, mm. it makes sense. You see the direct correlation, but yeah. you wouldn't necessarily, yeah, just dream it all. Well, it's yeah. brilliant. It's yeah. the yeah. same for the stained glass you're working on at the moment. Like, yeah. It's, it's, oh, yes, yeah, I've seen, it's, yeah, that's it's, it's, yeah. It links so well with the sculptures mm. and yeah. the vinyls. Yeah, it sort of makes sense as a progression. Yeah. Yeah. To, to oh, brilliant. So yeah, be quite, I'm looking forward to seeing that. It's at uh, one yeah. point being huge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. installation somewhere. That'll be yeah, the, yeah. the next commission that comes yeah. in. Fingers crossed. Take yeah. pause. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hop me over there. If you had a great day over there. Is there more credit coming then? Hopefully, yeah. I mean, with that, I kind of, um, I've got a few ideas for what I'd like to do, and I'm, I've been looking at funding options so that I kind of have a bit of a budget to be buying materials mm, yeah. and work on a larger scale. So, how, how big do those sheets of acrylic come? They're quite large. I mean, like artists who work on a really large scale with, with them, what they do is they have, they just join them with metal or something okay, like that. Yeah. So then they wouldn't be uninterrupted um, sheets but you could probably find ways of doing it so it's yeah, yeah, quite well, natural yeah, but quite exciting thinking yeah looking yeah, into exactly. that yeah, but yeah. I think also they don't necessarily need to be big it's just kind of having something that's significant enough that it makes an impact and with those because they're on plinths they're nice as maquettes but really like on a larger scale they could be a lot more interesting yeah and especially as again with the light projected on the space around it that yeah. it forms yeah brilliant so you've also been doing curating with with recreational recreation ground recreation ground ground, which is attached to the studios is that right to your studio no so what is it's um this was initiated by Tim Rolston, who right. um, studied at Terps Painting Program. So it's across the road from Terps, That's Milano, right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and yeah. Um, ASC Studios. So um, he was spending a lot of time in the area and just sort of noticed that there's all these vacant car park yeah. spaces that aren't being it's used. It's kind of a ghost town, that, yeah, that whole little bit. Exactly. Well, they've closed it off, haven't they? Yeah. So it's not functional. I mean, there's, no, there's still exactly. people in there, but I think the eventual plan is to demolish it and... Yeah, I think that people in the buildings have actually been kind of given, you know, kind of like um, an invitation to move out, basically, and move yeah. to different... Um, sort of compulsory invitation. Uh, yeah, <laughs> something along those lines, yeah. So um, the kind of... But the car park's been kind of closed and hasn't been used yeah. for years. So people park outside, but the actual car park, just people literally just walk through it. I mean, it's, it's yeah. a great it's space. It's a bit of a non-space. Um, yeah, I exactly. saw... Well, we were there for the show that you did with Mike Ballard and Lucas Depoy. Yeah. I can't remember the other artists. Yeah, it's Julie Hill and Nikki Hurst. Okay. Yeah. I mean, the, all the work worked 
really well in that space. Yeah, it is quite an unusual space. Yeah. Um, just because it's so open. It's weird. It's a 24-hour access thing, isn't it? I know. Like it, yeah, use... very trusting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Has any of the work been stolen? We've had a couple of instances where well, somebody uh, left, left <laughs> some work next to where people dump rubbish. Oh. Um, so we don't think it was stolen. We think that um, a well-meaning person removed it. Oh, okay. but, um, at the same time, the artist whose work it was, she found it in the street anyway. So it was repurposed for the exhibition oh, okay. and then kind so of got now got its natural okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she found it amusing rather than irritating. Yeah. So, so it's, a, it's a curation project with you and... So it's, it was initiated by um, Tim Rolston yeah. and then I came on board to help organise and do group exhibitions. So the first show, there was an eight artists, um, including ourselves. Mm-hmm. And the idea was that we'd have there's this big space, it's empty, nobody's using it. And actually one of the hardest things for artists is to get decent mm-hmm. sized spaces to make work in. And we wanted it to be site responsive mm-hmm. and we sort of And always the same space. Well, maybe. I mean, we're kind of we're talking about whether we'll do things in other space as well, so that it doesn't then become like a sort of tired formula. Yeah, and I think like the concept of the show is more important necessarily than the work. Yeah. So the idea of the show is that it's, we install it on a Friday. It's up for forty eight hours. The mm-hmm. private views on Friday evening, and then it just goes on over the weekend. And what's kind of really nice about it is is that the artists always make work that's quite sort of um, has a lot of energy to it and. Mm. Um, they kind of we often don't give them very much notice to make the work, so then it has a more kind of spontaneous feel, and we don't want to treat it like a gallery. So you know, if people ask to hang paintings, we say no. It has to kind of if, if it goes on the wall, it can be pasted, but it has to be able to be removed if necessary. Right. And so we've done three group shows now. Now, so the last one was um, organised by myself and Scott Miles. Yeah. Um, and we're now talking about doing a third, well, fourth show, which will be organised between me, Tim, Scott, and then we're hoping to do something with ASC Gallery across the road as well. Okay. Yeah, so we're sort of trying to build a relationship with our neighbours, and what's kind of nice is that there is a little creative hub there, so there's ASC Gallery and then also Terps Gallery. Yeah. And there, there are occasional other sort of project spaces that happen too, so... Kind of what's one of the things that we found has been really useful is if we have all our openings at the same night, then you get a lot bigger audience mm. for it, and it's a good way then for just everybody to kind of yeah. get involved. That's great. I mean, I go through there every day. Yeah. It's quite nice, you know, I get the bus through that, you know, that route every day, and to see these things cropping up, you know, and that mm. space being used rather than this kind of sort of desolate um, shell, you know. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's no, really, really cool. And the, the, yeah, the show I saw was really interesting. I think the work worked really well. Luke's work in particular, mm. this all quite sort of brutalist was yeah, yeah. really, really cool. One of the things we found quite interesting is that it has its kind of because it's not a closed gallery space and it has its own kind of like little weather sort of cycles yeah. and sort of with Julie's piece, she Julie Hill, she did a piece where it's kind of like made of paper and it um it actually kind of when the wind got it, it looked like it was breathing. Right. Which is oh, really yeah, interesting. Yeah. And in the last show Athene um, Greek she did a piece using just draped um crap paper and it was such a windy day that it really kind of animated the right. paper, but then again, it also got rained on. So by the end of the show, we had these kind of like lovely kind of like blue-coloured puddles and things like that from the work. But you know, kind of like all these things, they have a, it takes on a life that just wouldn't happen elsewhere. So. Yeah. How has it been received by the people that live around there? It's kind because of because like they walk through it every single day, mm. and yeah. then all of a sudden 
there are these objects in there that they may have not gone to the, the opening on a Friday and hadn't been able to speak to Do they even notice it? it? Yeah, yeah, sometimes yeah. people don't even really notice it. They're just so busy with their lives. Yeah. So. When, when, you, when, you, when you walk through, you'll notice it. It's quite difficult to find, you know, because yeah. you're not going around the back. And, but it's quite nice because you do, you know, you just get a glimpse of it. As you yeah. go past, but did, you know? has, has anyone come through and said like, "What is going on? Like, what are you guys yeah, I mean, doing yeah. in this space that's no longer used?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we do have kind of conversations with people, particularly when we're installing. But I mean, a lot of people they just want to get on with their lives, so they're mm. not necessarily that interested. It'd be nice to have more interaction, but then at the same time, it's kind of like something where we when we started to ask artists to do more performative based works and things like that to kind of encourage it. We do tend to try and hang around a bit just to chat to people when they're there and like we found particularly like the local kids are the easiest to talk to because you know children are a bit more open okay, and yeah. will come and ask you what you're doing and one um the pieces that we had by Patrick Nisud, he um did he wrapped the pillars with plastic right. and the, it was it looked a bit like you know kind of it wasn't exactly a climbing frame but like the kids were like jumping in and out of it and stuff like that. <laughs> And what was nice is it was very vulnerable, so if someone just snipped it, then the work right. would kind of start to fall to pieces. But we left it up for about two weeks and nobody touched it, which oh, okay. was really nice. Yeah. Because, you know, kind of reassured mm. us that, you know, people must enjoy it being there, otherwise, you know, it You'll wouldn't be. be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so you're not going to hit the front pages of South London Press just yet, or yeah. oh, it's outrage locals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's like... Well, that'd be a good bit of press, either way. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a funny area as well because it's kind of like the artists are part of the community in Elephant and Castle and actually yeah. because there's ASC Studios and Terps Painting School where right. they've got it's a nice hub going gallery. There. Yeah, LCC exactly. yeah, there's all sorts of stuff. They just opened a sort of new performing art school behind the library in Peckham. So there's all these little mm. things cropping up and they're all quite community focused, which yeah. is nice. Yeah, well. exactly. I mean I have a nice studio based in the area as well, mm. so it's kind of like it's good for us to actually try and do things there. And I know like there's other galleries like the drawing rooms in Elephant and Castle yeah. too. And they're working really hard to try and build develop relationships with the local community and yeah. work with the council to kind of make sure that it stays a creative hub rather than just something that then gets taken over by right. yeah. 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 Very yeah. a lot of new flats going yeah. up yeah. Yeah. Elephant and Castle at the moment. Yeah. 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 These communities that have been very displaced. Yeah. And you know, the gentrification makes way for these interesting things to happen, but at the same time takes away a lot, you know. Mm. So it's very, yeah, it's a very sensitive part of part mm. of London. Yeah, it's difficult because it also brings in a new audience as it well. It does, and, you know, yeah. but you know, the, the art school gets well, a lot of flack from the local community because it's seen as a catalyst to, you know, mm. to, to changing everything. So I know there's a new little gallery in the shopping centre, in Elephant Castle Shopping Centre called um, Peak something. But have to look it up. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's cool. So, you see, I was in there the other day, and you see sort of kids walking past. They're very interested by it, but they're not quite sure what it is. So they don't fully interact with it, and it's quite so yeah. in the actual shopping centre. In the actual shopping centre, yeah. yeah it's not a pound stretcher. It's not a sports direct. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird shopping centre, that one, isn't it? It's, it's great. Is. Well, always you know, it's brilliant. It's, yeah, it's, oh. it's, 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 it's is it still no hoods? Are you still not allowed to? Is it still no hoods? I remember as a youth, oh, we weren't allowed to put hoods up in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so I mean, it's an amazing location. I mean, you yeah. feel so central. It's, yeah. you know, it's a walk to yeah. Southbank. Yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But I mean, like my mum worked there when I was a youth. You know, there was. Yeah. Nothing really there. Women were definitely not using that underpass, and <laughs> no. you know, very shady. 
yeah. you know, didn't when you were there, you didn't think, oh, I'm just by the West End. No, well, <laughs> well, you were like, how do I get out? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, how do I get away from yeah, this? All this because you know, they have the you know, stuff like the Kubrick archives all there in yeah. the the bit underneath that's been filled in. Oh, okay. So all this interesting stuff going on. Yeah, they just messed it off all those years ago with how yeah. they did that road system like smack right in the middle yeah. of it, and it just. This spell is too much. Yeah, Roman TFL Newman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, get me started. So, um, your studio's around there as well. That's right, yeah. Yeah, I'm just um, based in Elephant and Castle, so I'm yeah. with them. Um, the drawing room gallery recently moved to yeah. the space. So there's um, drawing room and tannery arts. I've, I've heard of drawing room. Do they have a show? So how, how long have you had a studio within yeah. that area then? Um, three years. Okay. So um, I was in. Um, sort of elephant kind of Bermondsey guy just off the old oh, yeah. road yeah. and then we moved out the building for like the usual reason this luxury flat and we're, we're sort of um, based in this um, council building um, which the drawing room had the gallery for and then there's five arts oh great yeah well. so it yeah. must be quite nice being a different hub to the obvious East London hub as well like that's kind of there yeah. the, you know like it's sort of a new you know there's a little nice little bubble over here going on yeah. I mean, Petra always had that, you know, the Sunday Painter and Hannah Barry and, and stuff like that always had that little thing going on, but then yeah. now that's kind of dispersing a little bit. Is being based in London important to what you do? I think so. Um, I mean, I would, I'm sort of open-minded to where I live and where I work as an artist, but I found that while I'm establishing my career, it's very helpful mm. to be here because a lot of the best opportunities I've had have been with quite short notice. And it definitely helps if you're convenient to people so that you can just come and yeah. do things quite quickly, have meetings. And also, because there's so many interesting artists in the area, then you're always meeting new people and yeah. just even like, accessing good quality art materials and things like that's a lot easier when you're yeah. in I suppose it seems to be a necessity to be in a major city as an artist. And, but then all of, at the moment, your work is seen kind of all over the world anyway because of Instagram and you do use mm. it really, really mm. well. So that's, that's one positive and you're already exhibiting internationally. Yeah. So there's like being in London, if you do, you're doing quite a lot of commissions which are, well, people seem to be approaching you for them. Yeah. So there's a lot of travelling here and there. There's a lot yeah. of things going on outside of London and outside of the UK. So it's is London absolutely necessary to be here other than for... We're all going to move to Margate. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, or is it cities? Are you drawn to cities? Do you think you you would have the the inspiration as much if you were in a countryside yeah, city? You know, you know, could it just yeah. be, could it be yeah. Paris or... Yeah, I, I mean, I enjoy being in the urban landscape. Because mm. yeah. you say the, the work informs, you know, there's architectural influence in your work. Yeah, well, it directly relates to the, the place that it's installed. Yeah. Whether it's yeah. a print or it's a, a drawing, it's, yeah. it's inspired by yeah. where it's placed, yeah. I suppose. Even, even when you do the monoprints, they're... A lot of them remind me of you know, the inside of train stations and things like that. Because both of the... The, like iron railings and things at the mm. top they, mm. that for me there's a link there yeah and that, all that sort of stuff is, is city based isn't it so looking out the window now it's a sort of very grey afternoon in London <laughs> <laughs> your, your work is based around light a lot of the time yeah. have you ever thought about being somewhere where you know like oh, yeah. where, where LA half the year is light yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I also, yeah. impressed if it was like too dark somewhere but it was interesting because I did a residency in Lisbon yeah. um, in September with Pardo which is a new gallery studio residency space 
And that was really good because it was literally just sunny for two weeks and it was so bright, you know, yeah. the colours looked different and awesome. it was a good opportunity to sort of make some work outside. But then the only problem with being outside is because it was so hot that I couldn't. <laughs> 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 it's always pros and cons. I know, exactly, but I actually couldn't work outside after right. 11 p.m. Oh, really? So <laughs> a.m. because it was just so yeah, yeah. hot. Yeah, yeah. And I had to wait until about five or six for it to cool down. <laughs> but then also I was masking on the walls and the, the surface of the walls were so hot. Oh, just yeah, just peel off. Yeah, it was yeah. actually the tape was falling off. So, it, you know, kind of, it was good to have that experience because now I have a bit more knowledge about Yeah, you'll be prepared next time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it's just kind of funny that you think, oh, wouldn't it be great if it was hot all and sunny all the time? <laughs> anyway, no, actually, it's really limiting how much work. <laughs> so, there's no ideal situation. Right. So that's the end of that episode. Like I said earlier, we've got two more episodes coming up. One with Russell Morris and one with Richie Culver. Again, massive shout out to Al Dobson Jr. for providing the music on this. You can find everything that he has released on Spotify. Uh, If you enjoy the podcast, please subscribe through SoundCloud or iTunes or Podbean, whatever platform you choose to listen through. Thank you.